Oh my god, would you like to say that into the microphone? I am going to kill you. Who's me? You, Ryan. Okay, well, now we've heard it. We've heard it. Everyone's heard it. Everyone had the same experience hearing you threaten me mm-hmm. in Good. a public venue. <laughs> Your apartment. My living room, <laughs> which is also my dining room and library and kind of my kitchen. And your studio, your cosplay studio. It's also- <laughs> and the podcast studio. So you've threatened me in a number of places. That's how I do. Oh my God, I wonder, you know how like there's like maritime law? Mm-hmm. Never mind, I'm not going to finish this. Yeah. I could tell you're going to be... I'm just thinking, like, if there's maritime law, like, are there other laws that apply to, like, other... I bet there is. Like, airtime law for the heiress? Would be, like, I don't know. Okay. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wait! Welcome to the Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Claribel A. Ortega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Before we get started, if you want to follow us on social media, we're on Anchor at anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. We're on Twitter at badauthorpod. Instagram at Bad Author Book Club and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. You can also join our Discord and the link to that will be in our show notes. We'd love to see you there. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Unless you're annoying. Unless you're, I mean, we're kind of annoying. And no. Our, but it's our podcast. We're allowed. And yeah. also, we're not annoying in the Discord. I think we're fun. I'm definitely not annoying in the Discord. Mm. Other people's Discords, I think I can be a little bit. I'm pretty quiet pretty in other quiet. discords. Yeah. You have actually, you have other discords. Do you want to tell the listeners what, where, where else to find you? No. Okay. Today we are back in our favorite book in the world right now, The Story of Lex and Livia, Rebels, The City of Indra by Kendall and Kylie Jenner. And we are going to jump right in. So without further ado, chapter three, countdown to the emergence ball, 10 years, <laughs> Livia. Ugh. Right when I started reading this, I was already upset because I knew you were. I knew you would wither. I had, and wither, wither did I? I had already enough to say about the fact that the other countdown was one day before. Right. This is no longer a countdown, guys. The hallmark of a countdown is that it counts down. We're going back. This is a count up. They they should have just said ten years before before the emergence ball instead of countdown. They should have just said. 10 years till the emergence ball or one day till the emergence ball then yeah. we could it's a setting like we yeah. know what time it is but mm-hmm. it's not a countdown right because yeah. that implies urgency also and now suddenly we're 10 years away and something that i've noticed in this book and this was true for the the other passages too it's specifically clear in this is that we are bopping around time like we were flying through the timeline in all sorts of crazy ways that like i think in the the head of the authors all four of them they think that they're sort of like bringing things up, memories up, as they become pertinent to whatever the through line of the story is. But the story has not started. Right. Not only that, but I think the purpose of having like sort of like a tight timeline or like a countdown is mm-hmm. because something happens and then immediately you're left to wonder like, oh my God, what's going to come next? Right. So if we're 24 hours, if we're a day away from the emergence ball, 
then we're going to assume that the next Livia chapter, we're at the Emergence Ball, and yeah. it gives us something to look forward to. But if we don't know what how time works or what timeline we're going to show up in or like what year we're going to show up in, then it's almost like there's there it takes all of the... Um, what's that word? It takes all of the tension. tension yeah. It takes all of the tension out of the story. It t- the pacing mm-hmm. it just is completely going to be off now. Yeah, at this point, I can imagine the next Livia chapter starting with Countdown to the Emergence Ball. 14 days after it. <laughs> like, we're going to go right through the Emergence Ball. We're going to teleport to the other side of it. Maybe one day far in this novel will actually pick up right ahead of it but oh my god if that happens i'm going oh my god i'm gonna scream yeah so all right so let's get let's get right into it uh livia is back in time right she's 10 this is 10 years ago she's seven Mm -hmm. so we're picking up at the same age that lex was in the previous chapter so now we are sort of viewing their childhoods in parallel Mm -hmm. is the point of this and waslo waslo suture her father's protege is basically talking about it's time for Livia's initiation into this thing called society. Yeah. So I I don't we don't we're not really sure what that is because at not this yet. point like we only know the emergence ball. Um so they're talking about that. Um also Livia's talking about how Waslo has yet to sort of like realize her capabilities. Yes. Um so we're again reminded of what a special Sally what a she special is. Special little girl. This she's sitting there eating pudding, like basically overhearing the adults having a conversation and thinking like they have no idea how fucking smart I am. She's shoveling pudding into her mouth. Yeah. Wait, this is a deeply Ryan LaSalle memory. Like I feel like <laughs> I too at some point was like shoveling jello into my mouth, being like, I'm so smart. I'm gay. I'm gay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gay as I'm like putting, I'm taking gay. a jello shot. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 no one has any idea that I'm gay. And... But that sort of symbolizes to me so far, also, mm-hmm. like her just sitting there overhearing things is like. Oh my God, yeah, they, of course. They have weaved their way around this a little bit by showing them doing things, but ultimately, these, act, these, these characters have no agency so far. Mm-hmm. Like, Livia like rode her horse away but to no actual to what end to no end to to no no actual end right um everything is just sort of happening to them um and they're reacting to those things happening to them and around them but Mm -hmm. they have yet to sort of like shown any reaction to things and one thing that i can't stand Mm -hmm. controversial opinion because i didn't watch the whole show but i feel like scandal is also very guilty of this and i always complain about it like, I haven't actually watched this, and I don't know no, what no, happens. No, I haven't it. watched the whole thing. I did watch a few seasons. Got it. Okay. But everyone telling me how sort of like intelligent and capable um, Olivia Pope was, but then just see her like talk really fast and convince a diplomat like that they they shouldn't kill somebody or uh-huh, something, and it's uh-huh. like no actual reason why other than because the show said so. Right. 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 That's what it feels like right now. We're just being told they're wonderful. Mm-hmm. But we don't know why. Like, we're so smart. We're great at math. Because what? She can overhear a conversation while eating pudding? I mean, like, that's hard for me, but... <laughs> yeah, what? Wait. There's pudding in front of me. Full focus Chocolate on the pudding. pudding. So pudding cups? She's pudding. listening to this, and it's a conversation between Wa- Waslo, Waslo, Waslo. It's probably Waslo. I'm going to get that wrong the entire podcast. <laughs> you and say it every time. Waslo? Waslo? Waslo and, uh, and Marius, who is <laughs> Was- Waslo's wife, I think. Marius? <laughs> this <laughs> so when they start describing her oh my god this is funny i was like about to scream 
They're like, they're like, she's beautiful, except for, you know, the obvious, obvious misfortune. misfortune. And like everyone whispers behind her back. And even this little, like Livia is taking like pity upon her. And what's her misfortune? She's 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> no short queen. <laughs> and she talks about how, like, this is a horrible thing in, in this society. Everyone's, I think, model-esque is sort of what they're going for. Everyone's tall. The taller, the better. Are either of the Jenners short? I don't think so. I think they're both, like, I think they're pro- probably pretty both tall, tall, right? Yeah. yeah, so I guess that this is not a projection, as it turns out. Um, and we also learned that Livia can sense the emotions of people. Like... The people mm-hmm. around her, as they're emoting, she's like getting like she's getting broadcasted intel on like their heart, and in in the way I'm like she's like basically an empath. <laughs> the maid is like crying, scrubbing the floor, and she's like, "I, I'm an empath, yeah. and I think the maid is sad." Yeah, she like and what, literally one of the lines is like, "I could feel people around me, the boredom of a maid as she scrubbed down a corner." First of all, boredom. Not really, like, an emotion. <laughs> like, right. you know, and then, like, but also I love the idea that, like... the maid's like, oh, I'm so bold. <laughs> yeah, the, the maid's head, she's like, she's like, oh, God, I'd rather be... Bowling. Yeah, bowling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and, like, Livy's in the background, like, like using her, like, mind powers <laughs> to, like, calculate. So, so Livia, she's truly an astounding child. She's, she's, like, covered in pudding, spying on the maid. And the maid's probably pissed. Empath. Plays a zinger. <laughs> oh, she plays the zinger. Jumps on and off of horses with she ease. Could, she's she could slice an apple clean in half. Photographic memory. Photo- flawless. Flawless memory. Memory. Tall. Tall. And hot. We'll learn in a yeah, second. She's about to be hot. Yeah. So we also learned something very important to oh. our interests, which is that the governess is gargantuan. <laughs> yeah. So our assumption that she has giant, giant, giant titties yabos. Yeah. <laughs> or yabos are the biggest. They're huge. They're so big. I love the governess. Me too. Yeah, I'm like with the governess <laughs> of this. I like want good things for we her. We always want a different main character. Yeah, I know, I know. And there's a Zarpesa analog in this as well. There is. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to, to her in a second. Yeah, so we we continue to basically overhear this conversation in which Waslow and Marius are talking about how, like, we've got to get her into society. Like, but is she ready? Like, what will people say? Like, they'll whisper about her. Because there's, what we've sort of gathered is there's, at, like, a upper echelon gossip level, there are rumors about the heiress, Livia, right? Mm-hmm. And they're worried about, like, what people will say. And Marius is like, but is it good for her? Right. And, like, Waslow's like, she needs to meet other, like, children. Like, it's time. Like, people will whisper one way or another. We might as well in- induct her into this. Which is basically, they're sort of, like, talking about, like, is she ready for, to be, like, unveiled to the public and, yeah. like, go to school is mm-hmm. kind of what they're talking about. Yeah. And we also got some interesting insight into why she views cohabitation with such contempt, too. Mm-hmm. Because she loves Marius, but she doesn't like Waslow. And they come as a unit mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So she, on um, one line, it said, to cohabitate, I decided, meant spending all your time with someone awful. Right. She has a bad so, idea of what marriage Well, because is. it's probably the only example of, like, right. marriage in this world that she's seen. And it's, like, someone... Spending all her time with someone she hates right. when she loves Marius so right. much, she's, she's so sweet. And the, the the writing does an interesting thing there. Right after that line, it switches into her basically being like, "And I like, I don't have a mother and father. Like, I sort of know what those concepts are. I hear those words all the time. They're mentioned, mm-hmm. but they're as remote to me as like the city of Indra is beneath me. Like, yeah. I don't know what this means. So it's it's cool, right? Like, she basically 
I kind of wish it was a little bit more pronounced, especially in like a YA. I would have loved for this to have been like teased out. But mm-hmm. it's exactly what you're saying. She doesn't have a model for this because her own parents are sort of like not in the picture. And it's like the only people she sort of can look to are these caretakers mm-hmm. who can't really replace like these things too, right. which, which is interesting. Uh, I, I kind of wish that, I mean, for all of the like precociousness of this child, like you think that maybe she would mention that like right but, i don't i never want to get married if this is what marriage is like right or like cohabitate cohabitate <laughs> yeah cohabitation yeah so they um we also by the way this whole chapter it's a long chapter and it's broken up again by many different like line breaks and there's sometimes where it's not even sometimes it just jump. continues on the other side yeah. i think it's because i honestly think this is like these people sort of scientifically constructed this book so that it's in small little bites so that people read it and they're like, oh, like, I'll just read to the end of this. And then it's shorter than they think. They get to the end and then they just sort of pick right back up Maybe. where they left off. And so I, I honestly think this is like a tactic to kind of keep it in digestible chunks. Well, I mean, that could be Maybe. that's possible. That would be my idea. I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense because otherwise it's kind of silly. Right. I don't know. Right. So we jump ahead and she's on her way on a basically like a spaceship that's going to fly through the air to a different floating Island, and she's upset because she's having to wear a pink frock with frills, which is my dream. Which sounds great, yeah. like to get on an air, a spaceship, and in, in a dress. Yeah, sounds like fun. But she doesn't like it. She's not into it. She, the governess goes lovely, and Olivia goes yuck. Yeah, I think we already saw a, another example of her. Someone told her like all the other other girls are going to be dressed this way, yep. and she's like, I don't want to be like them. Yeah, she's like, I hate those fucking bitches. Yeah, like Terrible. immediately, like, oh, why oh. would they want to be? So that happens, and then she like she senses some sadness coming mm-hmm. off of the governess with her em- empathy powers, and she touches the governess's cheek, and the governess is like, Do not touch me. And she's and Livia's like, I thought we were like friends. I thought we were like close. And Governor's is like, we ain't <laughs> like like we we ain't never done that before. I don't know why you thought today was no the day. no. They actually did. it was normal for her to touch her, but not prior. any longer. Like not the governess is like, something changed. Something changed. Like they're going to be in front of society. So mm-hmm. the governess is like, you cannot touch me. And like basically like, <laughs> and she looks upset though. The governess is like, it looks as if she might cry. Something that she'd never seen her do. Yeah. Um. And Livia doesn't really have a reaction. She's just like, she wrinkles her nose and is like, I don't understand, but I would love a little bit of, like, her own emotion to show up. And well, be she's like, such an empath. I mean, hello. Oh, God, she's too smart to be emotional about it. Mm. And that would make her, like, other little girls who are sniffing little brats. Who cry. Yeah, who cry baby horror shows. And little she, titty baby little t- yeah, little <laughs> your parents dying. Yeah, and she can't do that. That would be that would be too typical. And yeah. she's not like other girls. She's we should, not. Yeah. Short break, and we're into, we're, like, on our way to school still. Oh, the shuttle pod arrives. Yeah, and it's not a great, like, she's scared, basically, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's taking her to, like, we don't really know exactly where it is, but it says she's never been so frightened in her life. Um, It's an air transporter, and it's hurtling through the sky, yeah. dodging other shuttles, and speeding around the edges of islands. This is the first time leaving the island, so it's mm-hmm. a big moment for her. Yeah. Um, so she's afraid she's going to blow up, but Marius is there, like, sort of comforting her the whole way. Finally gets to their gets to their destination, and it says, We are within a group of islands, said Marius, gently leading me forward. The education and socialization cluster, as they are referred to, this is the tiniest one suitable for the youngest of trainees. So what we find out is that there's all these islands, and as you progress through your uh, socialization training, yeah. you will move 
further and further and go to bigger and bigger islands. You know what this sounds like? What? Infant surveillance. Oh, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like the same thing, but in the high society where they kind of graduate them up. Yeah, yeah, so it's basically like the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, until they and, get to until she gets to her emergence ball, right? That's the end, which we were so close to. And we now were so right far. there. Yeah, um, uh, she talks about how different the island is. Oh, the because of the, the plants and mm-hmm. things like that, right? She, I wonder if this will be important, but she basically says that like the nature on her island kind of resembles nature as like we see it, right? Like it's like overgrown and like really like of a lot of variety but when she goes to other places in indra so far this is the only other place she's seen it's like very like like a lot of like topiaries like shrubs that are really like clipped and hemmed very short grass not a lot of color not a lot of flowers Mm -hmm. and her mom likes the nature that's like the way that the programming is in her island helix island Mm -hmm. is uh is because her mom like programmed it that way and no one's really been able to like deprogram it to be like more controllable uh, since the mom vanished or died, yeah. we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. So um, this is there's a lot of talk about like nature. I don't know if you can see. I just started crossing things out in my book oh, because wow. I was like, what is like what is the point of this? And it's just a lot of like we are getting descriptions, and I kind of wonder if this is because Livia is sort of like the artsy girly one, so we get like a lot of lush description through her, whereas Lex is like the bleak poor tomboy. Do you think it's going to be like a Wally situation where she's like finds the last plant, living plant or something, (laughs) and like is able to like grow real nature again somehow? Maybe. Nature definitely matters to her. It's definitely Mm -hmm. a language in her POV that like that like means something. Mm. So this part made me laugh. Um, So they're like walking through the campus and it says we came to a halt in a clearing where a shiny steel building rose to the sky. And it really reminded me of Model Land. Oh my god, it's the end building. <laughs> it's the, it's the O building. Arena. Oh my god, remember Model Land's two stadiums? Um, god. <laughs> it had like two stadiums and an arena. Yeah, it had an arena and like a floating like a spaceship. And Tiffany would just like randomly wake up in one of them every morning. Well, it started feeling like a little Model Landy because she's in this like new place with like interesting plants sort of the opposite of the plants in model mm-hmm. land but like and like new buildings and people all in like uniforms and i was like oh my god like we're getting like the boarding room experience yeah and then she does end up in we'll get to this in a second but she does go to class like she yeah. goes she goes to class right away and yeah. we get a whole classroom scene and i was like oh my god like, and i actually thought it was um i remembered something you said yeah. during like the first chapter i think where you were like has she never seen other kids before? Yeah. We were sort of wondering because it seemed like she'd been isolated for mm-hmm. a lot of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wondering if she got like kicked out or something like at some early point. or something like that. Yeah, but I think she was hidden because of whatever controversy happened surrounding her father. Like she was held from other children from because she's too no, high no, no. society. Right, but when we first meet her, it seems like she had been isolated still hasn't, and she's yeah. older. Mm. So I'm wondering if something happened. I guess we'll find out. We know at this point she has never seen never other children. Never seen another. Yeah. She. I love this line. Um, she sees the other little girls, and she says it's like encountering another species. Everything about them made me uncomfortable, from their high, tinkling laughter to their small hands. And this is funny. I mean, like, aside from, like, the over... Like, I started just putting, like, NLOG, not like other girls, next to these passages, because they're funny to me. But I do, like, if you're trying to, like, show how alien Livia is compared to, like, the other little girls, this is kind of an interesting way. Like, she's literally uncomfortable seeing them, because she's so used to adults and the proportions of like adults around her mm. and she doesn't really have any self-concept of like her as a little girl because probably her laugh is high and tingling and her hands are small right i i just kind of wish that so much of it wasn't tied to like 
like quote unquote femininity or I like know. aesthetic too, right? I feel like that's so um, predictable. There's this like very weird scene that's described where like Livia finds the governess's like oh my god this was crazy it's like a taser this is is what I crossed out because I was like what is going on yeah she there's a taser that the governess like keeps for children and like Livia like loves the taser she's like I would love nothing more than to play with this taser like I once did because of the blue light or whatever yeah but it got confiscated and like I actually really like love lightning uh, is, is like a personality trait of hers because she loves danger. Remember, like she's not like other girls. She loves danger, but it's hidden. But then the taser shows back up again on the governess's body when it comes time to basically reintroduce Livia to school. And I think in part because they're expecting Livia to have some sort of resistance to this. Not only that, but the governess is walking slowly and like in pain. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of implied that like Wazzle beat her ass. You think so? Yeah, because okay. it says um, I was skimming at this point, so I might have missed that. Yeah, so it says the whole t- the, so so Livia like basically t- tries to like make art with the taser somehow. I mm-hmm. don't really understand how, and um, she makes like holes in the wall, but somehow it's beautiful. And the governess is like, "Oh my god, it's a masterpiece," which is so ridiculous. But then Wazzle like finds out, um, the holster disappears. Um, she didn't see it again until a few days ago and she said it says quote i'd known something was different mm-hmm. when governess came to collect me for lunch her footsteps slower and heavier in the hallway when she appeared i was greeted by the holster and her unhappy expression her shoulder stooping under the weight Waslo deemed it necessary she said before i could speak then she gave me a knowing look and i'm sure he will notice if items are missing or misused yeah. so like something happened she got in trouble for not having the taser on for for allowing oh it to get out of her hand. Her hand. Okay, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, Wazzo is definitely like the point of control here. Like he's the one that disseminates like the discussions. He's the one that would like lecture the governess on like not washing Livia's hair and things like that. Mm-hmm. So the governess just seems like she's like a frantic woman trying to like you know get it all done with these huge tits, which oh, can't be easy. Do you know what? what? Okay, I think I think I misread this because I assumed that the teaser was to stun. Olivia, but I think it's how Wazel keeps the governess under control. I don't think so. Yes, because look at this line. I hadn't wanted to take anything except her pain. I could feel it coming off her in waves, and somehow I knew the holster was only part of it. So the holster's on her. She wanted to take her pain away from her, so the holster is, like, hurting her somehow? Okay, you think the holster's sort of like a, it's sort of like a shock collar that's on the mm-hmm. governess? Yeah. Okay, let's put that in our back pocket. I am not convinced, but I do see your argument. Yeah. So she goes ahead and uh, they're entering into like the, basically like the daycare, whatever it is, like school. Marius is there and Marius and, and Livia have like a little, a little like back and forth. (laughs) Wait, hold on. This is the line. They're looking over at the little girls and Livia is like very nervous Mm -hmm. about meeting other little girls Mars is like do not worry your beauty is far superior to every last one of them for that alone they will want to be your friend which is like a very shrewd thing to say potentially for marius but it's such a strange thing to say to like a little girl especially it's not comforting at all if you're like a little girl like don't worry like you're way hotter than those bitches like they're gonna want to be friends with you uh and it's so out of place in like the moment of an adult Especially an adult that, like, is sort of maternal, like, comforting a little child. Right. And she's supposed to be, like, a good character, it seems like. I thought so. Yeah. Be- right before that, the reason why, like, 
Livia is like obviously uncomfortable is we see basically a little Regina George with like a gaggle of little girls around her sort of like laughing at everything she said and they're like staring her down mm-hmm. um and that's why Marius is like don't worry you're hot you you're hotter than all of those little bitches mm-hmm. and um but Livia says she doesn't find it comforting too like she literally says that yeah um so that's true they have like a little back and forth that we're basically like Marius is like all right like now look at me and what's gonna happen is you're gonna focus on me you're gonna say something and I'm gonna laugh like you've just made mm-hmm. a really good joke and then we'll like basically have this charade so that when the other girls look at you they'll be like oh my god like she doesn't care that we're laughing at her and it like kind of works like marius does help livia sort of avoid that sort of weird first impression of like oh we're intimidating the new girl Mm -hmm. which i kind of like this because i like the political like the kind of the court intrigue of it all it's neat and it's like it shows that like marius maybe is like a little bit more adept at like deflecting or shouldering um, scrutiny, especially because, you know, she's permanently marred at the height of 5'2", you know, so she's she knows a she's a life, a life of freakish shortness. <laughs> but uh, I think that's kind of what the implication is here, too. And then, and then Livia, she goes in. And then we get the weirdest passage in this chapter for me. What is going on? Yes, we go back in time. Yeah. And she's talking about how she learned... She'd been able to read since finding a hollow reader, just like her sister. Yeah. Or Lex, um, yeah. A hollow reader. Um, she had also discovered her zinger there. Um, she found she, it in her father's study. Yeah, her study. She, uh, she'd never used one herself, it said, but she'd watched the governess use one. And yeah. The governess would use one, and it said um, it often showed like people wearing elaborate dresses, uh, dancing across the air in front of her. Um, Sometimes they were naked. Sometimes, oddly, they weren't wearing any clothes at all, and they were always, like, lying down and napping. The governess is watching porn. Right. On a hollow reader. And, like, and the hollow reader, we're led to believe, is, like, it's a hologram. Like, it's not words. It shows, like, images. So the governess is out here, like, fully watching people, like, fucking on a hologram. And then the little girl next to her is like, what's that? Why are they always laying down? And she's like, you shouldn't have been looking at that. And I'm like, lady, you've got a job to do. Yeah, let's get to work. Maybe we do need to use the taser on you. (laughs) Yeah, Um, (laughs) truly. One thing that I'm a little bit confused with with the hollow reader is like, is it, it, does it have dual purposes? Like both a projector and a Kindle? I think, yeah, it can do words because what then happens is uh, is the hollow reader lights up with words. The one that Livia's reading, it's not showing her porn, it's showing her words. She's And she teaches herself to read by sounding out the words. Right. She doesn't know what they mean, though. And so the adults are amazed and they're like, you know, they're like, come, like, fetch the other adults. Like, we've got to, like, look at this. This is all, by the way, we're back in time again. We're, she's three. She's three, yeah. Same age Same age. Olivia. So we're like, we're I now, mean, Lex, sorry. We're now, what is it, 15 years before the emergence ball. We're losing uh... ground. We're never going to make it to the emergence ball at this time. And she basically reads an entire passage from the book of Indra to the adults. And it's actually, it's useful exposition for us. So I'm just going to read this paragraph. Mm-hmm. And this is also what she reads to the adults. Before Indra, the study of genetics was elementary at best. At their most basic level, genetics are understood to be the traits passed from parent to child. Those early researchers, with their prehistoric notions, could not comprehend our modern Indrithian science, our ability to control and perfect these basic human elements, to choose the most appealing and beneficial, therefore creating a human specimen with the most preferential makeup. And then she gets interrupted. And I'm like, God, she's 
like this is so this is like when the main character like discovers themselves in the scroll that has a prophecy but they're like who could that be and then she literally goes well who would be that perfect specimen and then the adults literally go you so they just tell her yeah and i just wrote in all caps eugenics because it's like (laughs) most preferential of makeup like Mm -hmm. come on guys yeah so they just they i thought they would maybe dance around it a little bit they're like, no, it's you. No, they're they're like outright like, yeah, no, like you're the perfect genetic specimen. It's very strange because I feel like there's a disconnect between how special all the adults around these girls know they are and like how sort of like roughly they're treated. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just feels a little bit strange to me. It's okay. it's both like they want to have both things at the same time. Like they, they're trying to tell us how special they are. They want us to know everything, but they also want it to seem like it's a secret and everyone's yeah. being really careful and tiptoeing around it, but they're not. Yeah. They just, yeah. They outright, like it's as if, if she would only ask the most direct question, she would get the answer. Right. Ultimately. Like it sounds as if no one's actually really trying to hide anything from her. She just doesn't have the, I mean, she's also three here, but why would you tell a three year old who's just shown you that they can literally read that like, oh yeah, you're going to give them this information. Also, how come that then doesn't factor into everything else she's doing? Because then we jump ahead to when she's seven and she seems baffled by the differences between her and these other girls. And again, we started with her on the back of this horse and there was no thought to, in her head about like how she was a perfect genetic specimen. Right, there's like no consistency. Right, like she's learning things in the order that we're learning them and they're factoring into her decision making, but because the narrative is jumping around through time. She forgets she's everything. In fucking, in fucking coherent. Yeah. And so like anyways, she we then jump ahead in time, back to when she's seven, and she is walking into the socialization club, which is the name of her like elementary school basically. Yeah. Or, like preschool. So basically, um Marius asks her to like be a good girl, blah blah blah. And then we meet um, the etiquette tutor, who is, like, a raging biatch. We're at her first socialization club. Basically, she's, like, on this, like, rotating pedestal where she's, like, observing all the girls Mm -hmm. and uh, basically trapping them into, like, like, getting in trouble. Yeah. Like, no matter what they say, how they respond to her questions... Mm -hmm. She finds a way to tell them that they're wrong. She's, like, testing them, basically. Yeah. She's assessing them. Also, another thing that happens is, like, she's going around in a circle calling everybody's name. I'm not sure what the purpose of this is, except to show that, like, when she calls Livia Cosmos' name, everyone is like, Ooh, looks up. Livia Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's basically, she's, like, taking attendance. But it's, like, a weird kind of attendance where she's looking at the girls until they sort of, like, flinch away from her. And then she's saying their name. I think she's, like, testing to see if they can, like, hold eye contact. I don't really know, but it was very, like, it was giving model land the entire time. Like, the, okay, you've got, like, you've got a professor floating around the classroom staring at people, like, with googly eyes. Mm-hmm. She's described as having, like, a facelift with googly eyes. Like, yeah. that's how she's, she's old and therefore horrible mm-hmm. and evil. <laughs> and so, um, and she then, yeah, she proceeds to basically, like, verbally demolish each girl one by one. There and was one line that made me laugh so some much. Some of the lines are really funny, actually. Um, she goes, what is your least favorite food, Daphne? Eggplant stew? I see. Your hair is a catastrophe. <laughs> yeah. it. So it's very like, it was very like, oh my God, the library is open. open. Yeah, like the, reading is what? Fundamental. <laughs> and like, yeah, she's got her like reading glasses on and she's like, she's like, Kennedy Davenport in the Maxi Challenge. Like, <laughs> you slain. Like, 
and so she she's she's demolishing each of the girls and yeah let's find some let's find some good ones yeah so she totally demolishes the girl that likes eggplant stew someone starts to cry cybel cybel c-y-b-e-l-e i guess it is probably sybil but it's spelled cybel it's gonna be one of your new code names at starbucks she, she goes, crying is not only inappropriate, but entirely unattractive. If you could see yourself, Sybil, you'd be as offended as I am, red-faced and sniveling, and you already uh, and you already will have to try much harder than the other girls, for you do not have the asset of being pleasing to the eye. Are you deaf as well as unappealing? Stop that horror tearful display immediately. Jesus. <laughs> like, it is, the whole paragraph is just, like, ripping into this girl. It's so bad. Yeah. So when she gets to... Um, Livia, you can tell that it's not going to go well. Yeah. Because she all starts with, ah, the, the Cosmo, Cosmo heiress herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Livia's like, I do not know that word. <laughs> um, and immediately she's like, well, you shouldn't admit when you don't know something. You're fucking dumb. You're an idiot. <laughs> Guys don't like that. Yeah. And then Livia just nods and she's like, don't bob your head like a ruffian. <laughs> yeah, right. And then Lydia or Livia nods again, and she's like, showing agreement when there has not been a question is preposterous. Like, not off to a promising start, are we? And Livia nods. Right. And the teacher is like, "That was fucking rhetorical, dumbass. Like, I like you can't get anything right." Right. And like, it's a, it's a natural thing mm-hmm. if someone's like, "Don't bob your head like that." Like you. Try again and do it the way that they described, which is what Livia is trying to do. Yeah, she's been trapped into this. Right. So she's like, no matter what she does at this point, Mm -hmm. it's going to be wrong. But she continues to sort of like try to fix it. Yeah. And the more she does that, the more she falls down the rabbit hole. And there's like a whole like page of this. Yeah. But I did love the reversal. Like I kind of was like, oh my God, how is she going to get out of this? Like, is she going to crack? Is she going to cry? And I love this uh, moment where basically the tutor like, boxes her and is like well are you dumb are you fucking dumb like she's an imbecile and Olivia's finally like well I can't answer that question mm-hmm. and the tutor's like why would that be and her answer is um, I do not know what an imbecile is or does so it will be incorrect either way and if I ask for definition I will be admitting ineptitude and if I give you an answer I'll be displaying an overly curious nature or perhaps I say proudly to myself um, that was all simply a rhetorical question like she basically like counters each of the critiques that right. she's been she's received. like no matter what i say you're going to say it was wrong so i can't answer you yeah yeah and the, the etiquette tutor cracks it. yeah, yeah she, she's she... really upset she's like you're not as smart as you think you are yeah get that knowing expression off your little <laughs> rat little face little yeah. tattletale like, no matter what i do <laughs> yes i'm gonna i'm gonna make you suffer seven-year-old <laughs> yes and then livia livia doesn't know what to do and so she thinks about like her home training which is like smile and act like you're having fun because that's what she was told by like Maris. so while she's being like demolished she just starts like smiling ear to ear and the etiquette teacher like fully is like losing I'm gonna it fucking, i'm gonna tase you yeah she hates it and livia even is like finally i get like a read empathically from the etiquette teacher and it's that she hates me and so that's not gonna something horrible is gonna happen between these two people but it was i, I kind of like this because it's like a chance for livia to like show like, this is how you show precocious. Precisely, Yes, yeah. this was a great moment to sort of show that to us in, like, in in the right context. So I was like, oh, cool, I really like that. So we jump ahead again. Um, we have pleasant interaction. So basically they have to, like... It's like a class. ...talk to each other. Yeah. Um, 
and sort of like no talk to each other in like the polite society mm-hmm. way and Livia's looking around looking to find someone mm-hmm. to talk to no one's looking at in her direction mm-hmm. until the girl who we saw at the very beginning the mm-hmm. like little Regina George with everyone like sort of like giggling at everything she said goes up to her and starts talking to her and she says I am Micah mm-hmm. um and she says it's terribly lovely to make your acquaintance and I was like I get a bad vibe from that terribly yeah this is gonna be the like kind of deranged highly girly girl mm-hmm. moment this is ours our pesa it's ours our pesa in from season book. one go listen to season go one. listen to season one yeah and so micah and um livia they don't quite become friends basically livia starts to sort of understand how to ingratiate herself in groups of girls via micah who's a really tough ringleader right so she she basically becomes a minion a minion of Mm -hmm. micah and this i thought was great like i really loved that like instead of just like being bullied by the popular girl livia becomes complicit in the popular girl's bullying of other people by not standing up for those people yeah i thought that was interesting really cool Mm. yeah i thought that was a really good choice because you know typically it's like the popular girl just doesn't like me because I'm hot enough to compete with her, right? right? But in this case, first of all, Micah is more interesting because she recruits her competition. Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. Smart girl. Uh, and then Livia is a more interesting character because she goes along with it, not knowing any better, but sort of knowing that her preservation comes down to her ability to basically be complicit. Right. So we get the sort of requirements to I love this. I thought this was so fun. Micah's group and not being singled out mm-hmm. um, as like the main character of Twitter, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's his requirement. You must listen to Micah's opinion on various topics and express mm-hmm. complete unwavering agreement. Um, so topic one is garment selection and physical maintenance. So basically they talk about people's like clothing and like what they look like. Mm-hmm. Um, topic two, the superiority of your family estate. Like how mm-hmm. rich are my mm-hmm. parents, blah, blah, blah. Um, we do get a note in this too. They're mentioning how someone's basically their like solarium is installed with like seasonal projections. Oh yeah, and it's mentioned that basically there's no weather. Like there has not been weather since the great catastrophe. Mm-hmm. Like there's no rain. Rain, yeah. And like sunsets have to be projected. Everything's it's, artificial. It's all artificial. So which mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, they're like in a dome underground. Like I'm sure of it now. Oh, you think so? Underground? I do Maybe. <gasps> I mean, like if the sky doesn't even have a sun that sets. Ooh, that's a really good theory. I or it could like you're be, right. I mean, it could just be that, like, a sunset is, like, a screensaver on this. Like, we don't actually know that there's no sun. But... What? That was windows shutting down. <laughs> Boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, topic three, the male species and what they prefer. Um, all things Micah, obviously, yeah, is a they description all, they all under that. Hot. The, the name on everybody's lips is going to be Micah. <laughs> topic four, the other young girls of Indra. So, basically, like... You don't want to be the chosen girl you never want because to be the that chosen means girl. like they're talking shit about you. And Livia very quickly figures out I either go along with what Micah wants me to say and do, mm-hmm. or I become one of those girls, and that's like the worst thing that could happen to me. So yeah. no thanks. Right, and she's and she wants. I love this. She wants to explain to the girls that I'm nothing like them. Like I'm nothing like my friends. But she's like, but I I know that that's untrue. I'm just like them because of my silence. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Like that's yeah. what I mean. Like it's it's on the page that she's complicit. In this. It's very Mean Girls. It's very Katie Heron. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Katie. I'm saying her name wrong. Katie. It's Katie. Katie. Yeah. yeah. You're saying it like, like the, the Mean Girls. Like yeah. the Mean Girls. Yeah. It's very that. And and I like that she says basically like the the, the whole chapter ends with, I despise Micah, but even more, I despised myself for following all of these like requirements. Mm-hmm. 
And then she says, I was barely surviving already, and in truth, I had already been chosen. Etiquette Tudor had seen to that. And that is the end of the chapter. Yes. So, I mean, this was interesting. This got interesting. And I just want to point out that this book becomes actually really fun to read when they're actually doing stuff. Like, the the moments when Lex is in the orphanage talking with Samantha, and Mm -hmm. then, like, this moment when... Olivia is at like socialization club talking with like the other girls and like dealing with like the tutor like we're progressing sort of through the development and the development's taking place in the context of events right which is which is what we sort of want right oh my gosh yeah totally so what was your rose and thorn for this chapter okay I think my obvious rose I was just talking about it but is the on the page addressing of the fact that if you are silent during the bullying of another you are bullying that person as well Mm -hmm. I thought that was really good in addition to the layer of but like Livia understanding that her preservation depended upon her basically like going under the radar in this way because even though she's in the wrong for not saying something she's in the right in that moment for protecting herself and basically not attracting the ire of forces that could really hurt her Mm -hmm. uh also a really good cliffhanger at the end basically saying like but it already attracted the wrong attention from the tutor i think that that's a great setup yeah it's really good my thorn is just the time jumpiness of all of this so annoying it's really getting on my nerves and it's becoming it's it's the book like i think this is going to be the whole thing Mm -hmm. i'm really worried that like even when we get into the actual story we're going to be like ping-ponged back and forth through time to like basically fill in gaps that were never addressed by like the the main storyline i hope not that would be really disappointing what about you i my rose um on aside from them like actually getting to class right away because like model and like (laughs) scarred me (laughs) yeah they were never gonna get there um we're never we're never gonna get to the emergence ball that's what we need to worry that's the new model (laughs) um i loved the back and forth with the etiquette tutor that was great it made her really scary i think someone who psychologically manipulates you in the name of like polite society can be so much scarier than someone who like uses like outward violence mm-hmm. like just like psychological abuse basically just like describing like like twitter basically <laughs> like mm-hmm. the people have to yeah. do this stuff yeah it is terrifying because what do you do about that like right how do you, you cry in, in yes except in you moment. can't unless you're livia where you've got all the retorts but even though i mean the lesson we learned from that is that like, it makes you, you a target it makes you a target mm-hmm. yeah so so but i really like that i like that it set her up as like a formidable sort of like villain mm-hmm. like i'm scared of her which is yeah. like Good, because then you want even that. though I don't love Livia, like I don't feel any affection towards either of the main characters, but I definitely don't want her to be hurt at the hands of this yeah. woman, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's the first time that I sort of felt concern for um, for her as a main character. That's, then, a, that's a great point. It, all, same. This is the yeah. first time I was like, I'm worried about her. Right. Yeah. Um, and I want to say my thorn is this, like, continued in- insistence of how special she is by using, like, the weakest possible receipts that they could give me. Like, I think the best evidence to sort of, like, her extraordinary nature mm-hmm. was the back and forth mm-hmm. with the um, etiquette tutor. But, like, the whole taser section was, so first of all, very confusing. Yeah. And second of all, just seemed like it was shoved in there to show, like, another, like, moment of her, like art or whatever and it just didn't work felt really flat to me that's why i crossed it out i literally crossed (laughs) it out of the book i I was like i I was i'm like editing this book as i go similarly i think like with the whole reading thing like how much better would it have been if she was like in class and the tutor in her 
you know, effort to, like, talk about, basically belittling these girls. It's like, but you haven't gotten to these readings yet. Like, you know, like, Clarabelle, like, list for me the classical components of, like, a chiffon something or other, right? Mm -hmm. And, of course, little girls, like, don't know. But then Livia does. And it's because she's read about, she's, like, precocious, right? She's read all these books. And then she can admit that, like, actually, I read them when I was younger. Or even better. Mm. A way to show that and to show her kindness Mm -hmm. which is it could be she's sitting with like a partner and she writes the answers down for her quickly and like passes it to her on a note and helps the partner sort of like yeah say the answer so we know that Livia is smart and she's also giving and like concerned about her fellow classmates and that would have been like a cool way for her to make a friend which I mean that could still happen that that might yeah yeah Uh, I agree I think there's just other ways that we could have gotten that other than oh I happen to stumble upon my governess reading smut and like that taught me how to use a book and then I went and read a book book talk of her Yeah. The governess reading, like reading, like like watching porn, like while the job is so highly crazy. inappropriate. And there's so much other stuff going on that, like, I feel like I just like I got to that. Why and I was, was like, that uh-huh. necessary? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really kept going. So I mean, I but I will say that this is also the first chapter where I'm like, I'm really enjoying this book so far. Like, I'm having a good time. Yeah, like, I mean, talking about it with you. Right. And... I read ahead last night. Like, I was like, oh, you I want to read it. Yeah, true. I, I did like... my Duolingo. <laughs> you read ahead. Yeah. I was like, I want to know what happened. Yeah. I just do. Yeah, yeah. So I'm worried. To be clear, I'm pretty worried about a few things. As in you this should so be. far. Like the the prose is a little rough and i mean coming from me and i like love lyrical prose like we're, we're getting some real high language mm-hmm. specifically in livia's chapters but it's just to show that she's wealthy and well-read the timing is a little rough and i've got my eye on eugenics i've got my eye on the eugenics agenda it's a lot right yes. now i'm gonna need them to clear this up really quick okay <laughs> so hot queens we want to hear your thoughts too so go down into the show notes find us in the link to our discord Discord. let us know your thoughts let us know your questions we're not able to sort of include everything in every episode so if you're wondering about something or you want a passage or something let us know and we'll be sure to provide it and of course we would love it if you would find uh our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a good rating it'll help us find even more hot queens to include in the bad author book club if you'd like to follow us on social media our socials are twitter bad author pod instagram bad author book club and all of our episodes are up on anchor.fm slash bad author book club and if and you want to find me right I, I don't know, you, you keep taking these big breaths well, like, no because i just you just stopped suddenly i'm nervous um <laughs> And if you'd like to follow me, Ryan, I am on Twitter, Insta, and TikTok at the Ryan Lasala. If you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And you can find me on Twitch at RadBunny. That's B-U-N-N-I-E. Yay! This was such a fun episode. It I'm so super into fun. it. It's good to be It's so good to be I just wanted to mention, hmm? also, you and I recently met a dog named Pepperoni Nipples Shields. Shields. Yeah. I She's just, the love of our life. Yeah. She bit both of us so yeah. many times, but like baby puppy bites. Yeah.
like play with me bites. Yeah. I just wanted to insert a little fun fact for the very end for those that listen to completion. Yeah. Yeah. We'll that's a treat. It. That's a little treat. That's a little treat. And if you're really good, we'll tell you more stories about pepperoni nipple shields <laughs> the next time we are on the podcast. That's, that's her literal government That's actual name. government name. Anyhow, we love you, Aquila. See, <laughs> See you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye. Yay. Should we take a little cute picture? Yes, absolutely.